0: Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Kyorokoto, core Ko eileen DNA. Last week, I caught up with the Tata Best artist Nabo via Zoom to chat about their recently released debut album, Ruptured. Today I am joined via Zoom by Taranaki A Young Grace, aka Nabo. And you are a classically trained musician. You studied jazz at the University of Otago, um, University of Auckland, and you've played with numerous bands over the years. This solo endeavour, Nabo, has the most wonderful story behind it. I almost want to call it like a lore. Um, Could you talk us through that and how that narrative came to you?
1: Um, Yeah. Um, So I was actually in Dunedin touring a few years ago. Um, And I was hanging out with... A mate down there, and he told me about this um, woman that he had met who was, I think it was either her master's or her doctorate at uni there, and I'm pretty sure it was in art, but she was writing about this idea of a place called Astronesia, um, where I say Nabo is from. Nabo is from Astronesia. And it's kind of this whole idea, because for futurism, And so, Astronesia was like a projection of a place that is specifically like an oceanic type of futurism. Um, And I just became like kind of obsessed with that idea. Um, And so, I really wanted to kind of gear my own art practice or music making towards that. Um, Especially because um, uh, there's this quote from Moana Jackson, and it's that. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's along the lines of, like, the greatest disservice colonization has done to our people is rob us of our ability to ability to dream. Um, and so I kind of like the idea of having my music-making practice be revolutionary in that kind of way. I'm always writing from kind of a dream space, Um or like as though I come from a future where all of the problems have already been solved. And it, it, it adds a lightness when you're analyzing and kind of picking apart all of the things that are going wrong now, because I'm writing from a perspective that these problems do eventually get fixed. We do eventually get all the land back and abolish all the persons and like black liberation happens and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I I think it's really important, especially as someone who's like got a lot of mental health issues and can become like easily very nihilistic, veering on the side of just like hopeless cynicism. Personally, I get like that a lot. It's been really important for my healing process with my mental health to incorporate this idea of always having an element of hope in anything that I write or viewing it through a lens that it's just ludicrous that this exists, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Um. because the album, whilst dealing with these really heavy topics, you know, particularly colonisation and its ongoing consequences musically, I was listening to it and these tracks, they're so easy to listen to they're bubbly they're funky some of them have got this like asmr aspect the running water and bird song and what's in a name and then there's this like pc music type thing going on the automated um voices like on download so what what influences that sound but also the contrast between that sound and this quite heavy um lyrical content
1: i think um the whole like, it's it, it kind of all ties in together like the, having a character to perform as, Nabo, um, is deeply tied to the fact that I was a theater kid in, <laughs> in high school, which is like a little bit embarrassing, but whatever, I'm embracing it. It's given me some handy techniques in terms of performing. But in that time, in high school, um, we did a lot of, we studied Brecht. Um, Bertolt Brecht, who's a playwright. Um, He wrote the three-penny opera, which the song Knack the Knife comes from. And so that song, it's like really upbeat, you know, when the shark bites with his teeth, dear. And it's about a like serial homicidal maniac, you know, like it's, and and he was kind of a pioneer in this idea of like juxtaposing really, really dark lyrical content or really, really, um, intense political content with upbeat, catchy tunes as a technique to kind of like, you know, the audiences would leave these plays and be like humming these songs in their heads and like they wouldn't unpack until later that they're humming a song about a homicidal maniac, you know? And so that's kind of part of it is to like make music that's a little bit of an earworm, you know, kind of get stuck in people's heads or like makes people feel like they need it, they want to dance around and then next minute they realize they're dancing along to a song about like death and destruction you know, <laughs> yeah. you
0: know i think that's that's fascinating and the album is also heavily influenced by politics from the backstory of nabo to the lyrics um and you're open about the influence of your leftist politics on your music can you speak to this a bit
1: um I think it's just like, you know, everyone, for the most part, I think, uh, writes what they know and writes what they believe in. And these are just things that I believe in. So despite performing as a character, I definitely write everything from a very personal place. And I don't think, like, I, I don't think I could make music that wasn't politically charged in this kind of a way and have it feel like i was the one making the music or that i was doing it for myself um yeah it's kind of just been like a natural thing because the stuff that i think about the stuff that i talk about it's all that you know like most of this most of the lyrics where they they seem really intense they seem like And I I mean, I guess like a lot of people will probably say that I'm like, maybe like a radical or whatever, but like in day to day, like I talk about this stuff in just like regular conversation with my mates, like no one would bat an eyelid if in my circles, if he said any of the things that I say in my lyrics, but I think it's just the context of it makes it much more hard hitting. Um, Yeah, that's probably it.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think it's possible for artists to separate themselves from politics or will there always be that um, of what's going on in the world uh,
1: present in art? I mean, I think I think apoliticism is a privilege, you know. I feel like if you can choose to tap out of certain issues, that shows that you have privilege in that sphere. Um And that's like fine. Like, you know, privilege is no one's fault. But I think it is quite telling when an artist doesn't comment or doesn't write about or whatever, you know? I think as people, we like existing in any space with a government, even with not, and, and existing in this world because we're all so, it's so globalized and everything's all connected is political, especially if you exist in a marginalized body. Or have any kind of identity intersections that would, you know, cause some form of oppression. It's impossible to be fully, purely apolitical. Even saying you're political, you're apolitical, is in itself kind of political, you know? Um, And so for me personally, I think it is possible for artists to separate themselves from a political context, but I think it, it has to be deliberate. It takes like quite a lot to remove yourself from that face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, most of this debut album, Ruptured, was recorded in a home studio during last year's level four lockdown. And lockdowns we've seen in the pandemic in general create this really tumultuous time for artists because this amazing music comes out of it. But travel restrictions make it really hard to tour and promote music. So can you speak about the process of creating an album during a level four lockdown?
1: Um honestly it was just something to do you know um i've i haven't had like a regular job or whatever in like years and years and years i've been like vaguely working in the music industry for about 10 years at this point um so i was kind of already used to this like remote working slash like being at home having to organize my own time like i was basically already working from home before the lockdown happened. Um, so really being locked down just like removed any like outside distractions I guess um I'm also just like really introverted anyway like I like performing I guess but like I don't know I I don't really like having to do public facing stuff anyway so I've because that paranoia that anxiety was like gone for me during lockdown it meant that i could get into like a flow state more easily when i was creating um and yeah so i just like dedicated the lockdown time to try and like hone my ableton skills and then birthed an album because of it
0: Now, awesome. And you say last lockdown, uh, when you weren't working on Ruptured, you played a lot of Sims 4 and binge-watched cartoons. How have you been taking time for yourself this lockdown? Because I have been racking up the Sims screen time. I was reading that artist's brief, and I was like, ah,
1: yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm not okay. I mean, this lockdown has been very different. I've been writing new music. Um, I have been binge-watching a lot of... TV as well but actually nowhere near as much as I was in the um, March 2020 lockdown um, I think because of like releasing an album during this lockdown I've had a whole bunch of kind of admin stuff to do around that so I've been keeping busy anyway um, but yeah really just focusing on new music this time around and trying to streamline my production and my composition process
0: Awesome. Um, what's coming up for you once we get back to some sense of normalcy? I know you're based in Tefanganoi Atara, so thankfully away from the hot spot, but what's on the calendar?
1: Um honestly, nothing. I like stopped saying yes to gigs about a month ago. I have a DJ gig coming up in October, end of October. Um but yeah, I just really wanted I was planning on giving myself like a little hiatus from performing anyway and just try and focus on um, demoing out all of the songs I've written for this second album. Um, Other than that, I'm going to try and get like a merch store up. But I don't know. I'm just trying to live my best hermit life, you know, and like be at home as much as possible, writing, you know, Um, focusing on my health as well. I've got a lot of health stuff Um, which just gets in the way, especially of like performing things because I have arthritis in my spine. Um, So like performing can be a real issue and I've been really struggling to get um, help treating that. So that's kind of been my main focus for the, for the time being, but yeah, no gigs planned. I mean, I'll probably end up doing something in summer. That's just how it goes. Summer is the best gigging season. It's the easiest to get gigs or whatever, but I don't have any plans.
0: <laughs> and finally, where can we hear the album and keep up to date with your upcoming releases?
1: Um you can stream it anywhere, but I like to steer people towards Bandcamp. So like nabo.bandcamp.com. Um where i've made it that you can download it for how it like name your price like you can get it for free but i just like to see people towards bandcamp because it's like an artist run platform like artists upload stuff there themselves and we get the largest proportion of the money that you put into it from bandcamp compared to streaming services um in terms of just like following me in general i'm usually the most active on instagram um, my handle is here. But honestly, I've just started, like, what's probably going to be about a month-long break from posting on Instagram. So, like, you're not going to hear much from me from anywhere for a little while. But if you want the music, I'd say go to Bandcamp. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for your time today, Taranaki. And congrats on the album. It is Stella. I can't wait to hear more from you.
1: Thanks so much. All righty. You
0: have a beautiful rest of your day. One ninety one FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.